I liked Goldberg growing up. I wish I didn't have the tattoo, to be honest with you. It's just, it's just uh, the similarity. I was 18 at the time when I got it. I think it was a mistake, but... <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of Character. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. We are back in the studio again. Very excited to be back here. I missed it. Got these guys now with the fancy to that a character on the mic now. Feel very official with these guys. Uh, we got a great conversation with Braun Breaker, the NXT champion on the show this week. Really fun stuff. I really enjoyed getting to pick this guy's brain. We, uh, I, I think that... We've seen him on TV since he first stepped on the scene in NXT, but much like Nikita Lyons, not a lot is known about the man behind the character, but this week, you're going to get it. You're going to hear all about his upbringing, being a Steiner. You're going to hear about the name change in, in uh, NXT and how it was his idea, and you're going to hear a lot more, so I really hope you enjoy this week's conversation with Braun Breaker. Let's kick this off with the question that I like to start every show off and that's asking my guest how much of your real true self is there in the character that you play on tv um man that's i mean that it is me you know um it may be ramped up to 10 you know at times you're like a, a little bit more you know extreme at times now i normally am but that i mean that's me it's who i am well, we talked, you know, as we were starting this, you were telling me that, you know, pressure is something that doesn't necessarily get to you because you've had to deal with pressure of being a Steiner for so long. And, um, you know, I was, I, I've noticed when I was kind of like doing research for this, it feels like you're not someone who's really on social media. Like you're on social media, but it feels like you're not really using social media. And it feels like you're kind of a guy who's very focused on being present in the moment and, and focused on your career. Would that be accurate to say? Yeah. I'm just more of a face-to-face -face kind of guy. Um, I don't do a whole lot of like online stuff and I, I just, I'm not on it very much. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't interest me, I guess, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm very in the moment and just in person type of guy. Yeah. So, okay. So then I was, yeah. So then you definitely, it's a, it's a, it's a personal thing of you not using social media. You're not a fan of it. Nah, I just don't, uh, I don't know. I just don't, it's just not my thing. I just choose not to be on there. I don't know. Just don't, doesn't interest me very much. Yeah, dude, it's amazing to me. Like when I was researching you for this, there's like a very small trace of you on the internet. It's mainly just like articles of like, you know, you know, Rick Steiner's son doing this or that, or, you know, maybe a couple YouTube videos. <laughs> but like, I was like, like, I was amazed there wasn't even a picture of you. Like, There's not even a picture of you, like, backstage at a wrestling show as a kid or, like, <laughs> anything like that. Like, it was almost impossible to find stuff about you that didn't involve football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. My uh, my personal life is just, like, I'm a very simple guy. I don't, like, you know, broadcast, you know, what I'm doing all the time and everything just because I, I just live a very simple life. Like, I'm a big fisherman um i love to bass fish like that's it's how i spend like 90 percent of my time away from wrestling because i just you know i love it man we're, we're actually in the hunt for a bass boat right now trying to figure out um you know that deal so we can start fishing some bigger lakes and 
you know, maybe get into some tournaments and stuff here and there. So what's the biggest one you've caught? Um, in Orlando, probably like five pounds, I want to say, but, um, biggest bass I've caught of all time is probably right around like eight, eight or nine. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah fishing's great. dude. <laughs> I have a friend who, who's like all that's like his life is fishing. And, uh, I feel yeah. like, I feel like the, the fisherman mentality is very different. It's funny that you say that you're into fishing because he's my best, one of my best friends also into fishing and he also doesn't post anything on social media. And I feel like <laughs> it's very much like that type of person who like, they just want to be out, you know, doing their thing, not broadcasting <laughs> what they're doing to anyone, just kind of like living out there and, and being in peace. Yeah. I love it. I mean, I love being on the water. I grew up on the water. Um, you know, we, our house is like, couple hundred yards through the woods from from the lake that we uh you know it was near the house and i grew up fishing and and doing all that stuff as a kid too so um it's, you know it's kind of why i'm into it so much it's just because i had a lake right there and like full access to one so do you have any other dorky hobbies at all like not fishing's not dorky do you have a dorky hobby that you don't normally talk about that like uh, that, that's something that occupies your time that would surprise people <laughs> um I don't know, man. I mean, I, I enjoy hunting every now and again. I haven't been able to do it a ton since I've been down here. Um, but I, I, it's something I grew up doing as well. I, lo I love hunting and, and um, you know, that's, that's really about it, man. A lot of my time is, just, you know, I'm a very focused person. So I, I, I'm, you know, I'm at work, you know, a lot of hours of the day and, and I spend a lot of time there mentally too. And, and just even when I come home and, you know, I'm done training and stuff for the day. I'm just, you know, my mind is still working and still trying to think of stuff. And, um, you know, just always watching film or watching matches from, you know, just all kinds of, you know, material that I can gain any kind of influence from or, you know, spark an idea for me. What are you so, watching right now? What's the, what's the era of stuff you're watching? Um, I'm like 2006, seven ish. Um, and then I, I really like Triple H and, and his style and, uh, you know, just the entire, just him as a whole, man. And I watch a lot of his stuff. And, um, I just try to, like, watch his matches and, and you know, so, like, see, see the pace that he's working at because he's just he's so good with everything that he that he did. And, you know, he, he's... Uh, I don't know, man. I, something about just like the pace that he worked at and, and the stuff that he was doing is just everything meant so much and meant more. And um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm still, you know, like I said, I'm watching just to to learn and stuff like that. So I'm still doing that all the time. And there's always something I can learn, you know, no matter what. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I watch, uh, you know, since I cover wrestling, even though I've watched wrestling my whole life, there's so much i haven't watched you know like from yeah. before I, from when i wasn't you know from when i was a baby to before where i've been doing um i've been going back really far like i've been going back to like the 20s and like <laughs> stuff that like the black i've been watching black and white wrestling each night before bed and it's it's uh it's interesting to see like the progression of wrestling but i feel like even when i'm watching the black and white stuff i'm like you know there's stuff that can be gained from watching this for a pro wrestler that you can take from this. Like, cause they're, because the moves might not be as intricate, but they're, but it's the story that they're telling in the ring that you really can, yeah. you can gain from it. And even back then, like the, the facial expressions that they're putting into stuff is like next level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's kind of, um, 
like where we're at and I think in, in class on, you know, right now is um, just like meaningful storytelling and, and, you know, just kind of breaking down how to do that, you know, just certain situations, and, um, you know, certain guys that you're working and, and just evaluate, just really, really getting into the psychology behind all that. And it's, it's, uh, it's actually really cool to learn. Who's the main person that you're, that you're learning from? Whose class are you in? Fit Finley. It's a good person to be learning that stuff from. Yeah, man. I love Fit. He's, uh, he's awesome. I, I, I love showing up to work every day, man. It's so much fun. And, um, we get after it in there. Like every single day we get after it, like, you know, hundred percent effort, like from start to finish. It's, um, I love it that way, man. It's a grind. We, we get after it in there every single day. It's so much fun to be around. And, you know, he <laughs> fit knows everything. So like he's always, there's so much, we learn so much from him every single day. It's just, it's unbelievable. His mind and just, man, he's like, he's like Yoda of, of, of wrestling, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, he, dude, Finley is like a, that's like the perfect person that you want to like be sitting there and just picking their brain on a daily basis from. I mean, yeah. he's been around God from before even WCW, you know, when he was doing stuff, you know, uh, abroad and then out here and then WWE. I mean, he's literally wrestled every kind of style that there is to wrestle. Yeah. He's, he's so much fun, man. Like he's just, he's fantastic. Man. He's such a great coach. And I've had, um, you know, my coach before him, I had Robbie Brookside for a while. He was fantastic too, man. We, I, I actually started with him. Um, we were with him for like quite a while, man. Like I just want to say like six or eight months, somewhere in there. Um, he was, he was great too, man. I, I just, all the coaches down at the performance center are just fantastic, man. They're just, uh, you know, top of the food chain, just elite coaches, like the best that there is in the world, in my opinion. And, it doesn't get any better than being there, you know. Well, I, you know, I know that you're a Steiner and you've grown up around the business, but how much training in a ring did you have prior to signing with WWE? Uh, none. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, none. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I, because God, I mean, then, then you really have stepped up to the plate in a big way. Cause I remember when you around, when you first signed, I remember your name being brought up in one of uh, the triple H media calls and, or triple H is the one who brought your name up actually. And he was talking about how um, you were someone to look out for and you had like just signed and him, him being like, this is someone to look out for. So it's, so, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy for me to hear that you didn't have any, didn't have a lot of training at all before to see how quickly you've risen to the challenge that's been put in front of you. Yeah. I mean, I had like one, uh, independent match, I guess, before I got to, uh, WWE and I had no idea I was wrestling. I had no idea I was doing anything like at all. Um, my uncle Scott was doing some, an autograph signing and he's like, Hey, you want to go with me up here? This, I was like, yeah, sure, I'll, I'll go with you. So I, I just rode with them, and it was in Georgia. It was like an hour away from you know, where where we're all at. So like, I rode with them up there, and then you know I, he signed his pictures and did his thing. And then like halfway through, he's like, hey, uh, you got a match? It's <laughs> <was> like what? <laughs> he's like, yeah, you're working. Just 
watch some videos and you'll figure it out. Go ahead. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's pretty much all I had <laughs> prior to the WWE. So. <laughs> well, like, were you around the business a lot as a kid? Yeah. 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 I was around it pretty much my whole life. I mean, my dad retired from like the full-time schedule in WCW, um, you know, when, when it got bought out and he, uh, he just kind of took time away for, for a bit and just transitioned to a different life. Like, you know, like I said, he's a school board. Um, he's on the school board of education for you know, the County that we, we grew up in and real estate agent. I mean, he's just got a lot of things going on. He's, I think he's transitioned well away from the business, but, um, you know, he went back for a short run in like 06, 07, somewhere in there. I got to be a part of a lot of that. Um, you know, and then my uncle Scott has been, I mean, I think he's still going, but he's been, he's been going nonstop. I don't think he's ever, he's ever really stopped. So I've obviously got to be a part of, you know, his career and stuff and be around him. So I've been around it for, you know, my whole life. Like, do you, do, can you remember like what your first memory of like being backstage at a wrestling show was? Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, I want to say it was when my dad and Scotty were working, uh, the Dudley boys. And this is, you know, this is later down the road in their careers, it's like 06, 07, 08, something like that. And, um, yeah, I think they had a tables match, I think is my, you know, my kind of my, my first memory of like when I was old enough to kind of remember. And um, I remember my dad getting like put through it. They, you know, they hit the 3D finish deal through the table. And uh, I remember that. <laughs> I remember thinking my dad was just like really hurt and everything. And he needed to go to the hospital and stuff. So I was like really worried. But yeah, that's like probably the first one. I feel like that's terrifying to see your dad go through a table like that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that was like one of the first shows I had ever been to, you know, that I could remember. And, you know, I was, <laughs> I was nervous for both of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, because I it's yeah, because I was looking that that explains why there's not like a bunch of pictures of you like backstage when you were younger and stuff, because that, that makes sense timeline wise, because I was I was trying so hard to find like a picture of like, I don't know, like to put up on the wall of like you as a kid. I found the one of you and Scott Steiner where you're like a little kid, but that's not at a wrestling show. Oh, there we go. But that's not at a wrestling show. Um, so, yeah, I was <laughs> that, that, that definitely makes sense then, because the only picture I could find of you of you was I, I went I was digging because I was like, there's got to be one somewhere. This guy's Rick Steiner's son. He's there's got to be a picture of him backstage somewhere. And I was trying. I went on like your brother's Facebook page, and there's like the only wrestling picture I could find of you was a uh, ringside where you're wearing like a Ryback shirt. And like I was like, all right, well that's the earliest yeah. picture I could find of you in a wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. We uh, I went to Hell in a Cell in 2013, I think it was in Atlanta. Um, you know, we got to we got seats like right there on the ramp we were really close and um that was like the first time we had all gone to a show together um it was like a really awesome show too like you know i think it was ryback and cm punk were the main event i think and then yeah there was a lot it was like a loaded show i mean it was awesome and you know that was yeah that was like the first show i'd gone with my brothers and and stuff too so 
did you think that you'd become a pro wrestler one day? Yeah. Yeah. I always knew this was going to be, um, what I was, what I ended up doing. It was just kind of like a matter of time. Um, because I was a football player in college and, you know, I amateur wrestled growing up as well. And, you know, I was, I was just, um, you know, I was focused on those things, you know, during the time that I was doing them, but I was always in the back of my mind, I always knew I was going to be a professional wrestler. And, um, you know, my, my dream was to be right here where I'm at. And, you know, it was always, it was always in the back of my mind. It was just a matter of when, you know, it was like as soon as football was over, as soon as wrestling was over, it was like, you know, I'm, I'm going. Did your dad, was he like, did he want you to get into wrestling or was he more trying was he more, would he have been a fan of you being football more? Um, at first he was just, so he was a little bit, you know, like, you know, cause I had just finished up with the NFL and, um, you know, he wanted me to, keep working out, keep training for a little bit and, and just try to exhaust football and, and trying to make it in the league as much as I possibly could. So I was like, all right. So I, I trained for, you know, three or four months more and, and was, was ready to go. If, if the team called me or, you know, if I could get a workout or whatever the case was, and, um, you know, that was during the COVID season, 2020. So things were tight. It was, it was just really, really tough to make it. And, I just didn't end up getting a call and I had been chomping. I had been chomping at the bit at him like, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm ready to wrestle. I'm ready to start, you know, I'm ready to start wrestling. Can we, you know, can we get on board with this please? And, you know, finally he came around and was like, all right, you know, we can, we can do this. So. Did he have any like rules for it though? Like, I know my, like dads can be weird. Like, okay, yes, but you have to like do it a certain way that I say type thing. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I already kind of knew like, you know, how, how I, how I needed to be and needed to act and, and carry myself just cause it's just kind of like an unspoken thing, man. Like my, my dad and Scotty are really respected in the business for being, you know, really tough guys. And, um, I already knew I had to be, you know what I mean? It was just be who I am and I didn't have to change up or be anything different, be something that I'm not. And, you know, just had to carry on with business. I think that with uh, your uncle Scott, I met him one time, and the the biggest surprise to me about him was how nice he is. Like I was like, he was like the nicest guy. And you like, I remember I was at a, it was at like some kind of convention. He was like, you know, that far away from me, and he was staring at me. And I was like, this is when I used to work at TMZ, and he was staring at me. And I did a lot of wrestling stuff there, and I was very nervous. That I was like, did I do something? Did I did I write a negative story about Scott Steiner one time? Like, and he, then he goes like, you, like you come here and i was like oh sh crap like he is this is not good and then i walk up to him and he was just like hey man i love your work on tmz a big fan of the stuff you're doing there like uh like and i was like oh like it was like oh man he was like the nicest coolest guy and me and my friend will never forget it because i think that like he thought i was gonna crap my pants when in the walk over <laughs> to your uncle <laughs> yeah i love uncle scotty man he's uh he's great man he's so much fun to to be around and hang out with and um, you know, he's, he's great, man. I love him to death. <laughs> was your dad kind of a strict dad growing up? Yeah. Very strict. Um, just with everything we were doing, man, he was really, really hard on my, me and my brothers, um, just in school and athletics, um, you know, just raising us, 
we, we, we had to toe the line like every day. <laughs> that's actually, that's, that's how I would picture just from like an outsider perspective. Like, yeah, he seems like he would be strict and expect excellence. Yeah. And, you know, cause he, you know, he was so accomplished that it wouldn't surprise me to like, you know, that he would, you know, raise his kids in the same manner. Yeah, man. It was, uh, we, we had a hard working, uh, childhood. Like we, grew up on a, like a bit of a smaller farm, you know, and, um, you know, we just, there's just a lot to do and a lot of work to be done in, in that, you know, type of situation. Man, we, we learned how to work, you know, in the yard and work outside in the field and stuff at a really young age. And, um, that was just kind of like, um, you know, kind of like the base for like me and my brothers, just like hard work, just a bunch of hardworking people that, you know, and are accustomed to that lifestyle. And, you know, I, I thank them, you know, now, I mean, during, <laughs> during the work wasn't so much fun, but <laughs> looking, looking, looking back, um, you know, I could, I can't think of enough because it just, it taught us all how to be, you know, men and grow up fast and, and uh, just learn the values of things in life and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, this explains why you didn't have time to be on the computer or doing social media and stuff as a kid and t throwing Throwback nah, Thursday man. pictures. You had, like, farm duties that you had to handle. No, nah, man, he would have ripped that stuff out of the wall. But, you know, <laughs> there, was, there was not much time for that. It was He would have not been very happy <laughs> if he came in and we were playing video games in the middle of the day or something. He'd yank that crap up out of there. <laughs> so does that mean you didn't really get to play like video games that much growing up and stuff? Cause you were more focused on like the other kind of, you know, the, the stuff that he wanted you guys to be doing. I mean, I played a little bit, like, I'm not going to lie. I had like, I played some games like here and there, but I was so busy just like, you know, working around the house and I played three sports growing up, I played football, baseball, I wrestled. So like, you know, I was, I was mostly at the ball field or, you know, mostly, you know, at, at a wrestling tournament or, I mean, I, I never got like a grace period. It was just like one sport to the next, like one season, you know, once that one's over, we go right to the next one. So like, I didn't have a lot of time and, you know, stuff like that to just be hanging out and, you know, doing, doing that sort of stuff. Yeah. And I feel like if your dad is the high level athlete that he was like, he's definitely going to be, you know, helping you foster, you know, whatever sport you're in. So you're going to be practicing a lot because practice is greatness. So like, you're going to have to be doing a lot of stuff. And man, with wrestling, God, if you're doing wrestling as a kid, like wrestling is such a time consuming thing. Like yeah. it's like training, cutting weight, eating the right things, working. And like, it's like yeah. a lot to be doing when you're young. Yeah, I did. I did all that stuff. <laughs> we, uh, my dad actually, so our entire basement of our house back home is a uh, wrestling match. Oh, wow. And yeah. It's a wrestling room. And, you know, my brothers and I would practice down there all the time. And he built a sauna. So we had a, we had a weight room extension to the side of the house in the back. And then he built like a, you know, like another extension of the building and built a sauna in there, you know, so we could cut weight and um, you know, that, that sort of thing. And we had like, the setup as far as that goes for, for amateur wrestling, because he wrestled at Michigan and, you know, Scotty did too. And they're, you know, they were a big part of my amateur career and stuff. And you know, we, we had like, they just, they wanted to make sure that we had everything that we needed to be successful. And, 
um, you know, we did, we had, like I said, we had the full room in the basement. We had a full wrestling room. We had the sauna. Damn. We had all kinds of, we had all kinds of, you know, bikes or elliptical machines to cut weight if the sauna wasn't doing it. And I mean, we, we had all the things that we needed, you know, to be successful. They always made sure. So that just gave me so many flashbacks to like my freshman year of high school of like wearing like the trash bag and being on the bike to try and cut weight like minutes before you're gonna weigh in and stuff like oh i don't miss that at all it was like oh that was so intense to do yeah god man that is not a fun time (laughs) i I didn't miss weight very often just because well you had a you had a sauna in your basement i hope you didn't have to miss (laughs) weight very often well it was it was more just like i didn't want to face the consequences of my father if i ever missed weight so i never did i never even left it a chance i mean if it was there was a slight chance that i would miss weight i would just not eat and be like ah screw it i don't it's fine was he was he like your guys's coach at all too no no he, he just he, he was just involved you know, he wasn't uh, yeah no he, he didn't do that he, he just kind of watched from afar and then we'd hear about it when we get home my dad my dad was a very intense coach that's why i asked because like my dad coached us for basketball and and uh you know it was very intense so i i he he didn't play pro sports like you know like your dad did but i understand having an intense coach for a father so that's why i was wondering (laughs) like i remember because my dad also works in tv so he was my basketball coach and one time before one of the games um he bought like you know sugar glass where it looks like you're having a bottle slammed over your head he was trying to psych out the other team so he brought like a a cooler full of sugar glass bottles and right before the game was gonna start he was like all right guys line up for endurance test and we all like lined up and like and he went one by one slamming bottles on our head where the other team was watching us and it just looked like we were insane like like running in when we got hit in the head and that other team we ruined them that game because we were so in their mind so i i know what it's like to have an extreme sports dad i i get it <laughs> uh did your was would you say your uncle scott was more like the fun uncle though um or was he yeah, also kind man, of intense we, he's intense too they're both intense but uh and they were both fun too like they were they were hard on us and strict and stuff like that but we also had a good time and doing stuff like we'd go ride four wheelers on the lake bed or, um, you know, just, just, we were always outside. We, we, we weren't an inside, you know, family, I think by any means, we were always doing something outside building something or, um, you know, we had four wheelers and, and dirt bikes and stuff like that growing up to just tear up. So we were always doing that. Um, Scotty's got a pool in his backyard. So we, you know, we, we would go over there to swim sometimes and, you know, we had the lake there too. So, you know, sometimes we go to the dock or go on the boat, you know? Well, okay. So based on the tattoo, your move set, living in Atlanta, I take it you were a big fan of Goldberg growing up. Yeah. I mean, I liked Goldberg growing up. Um, you know, he's one of the, one of my favorite, you know, wrestlers, I guess, um, of all time, but I wish I didn't have the tattoo to be honest with you. (laughs) Just, it's just uh, the similarity. I was 18 at the time when I got it. I think it was a mistake, but, <laughs> um, you know, it is what it is. But <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was one of my favorites uh, growing up. I had a few favorites, man. Like I said, Triple H was probably my all-time favorite. And obviously, my dad and uncle, too. And 
just a lot of guys, man. I, that's funny that you say that about the tattoo because I had Randy Orton on the show a couple weeks ago, and uh, you know he has a similar looking tattoo, but it's not the Goldberg, you know. And uh, he said that he went into a tattoo parlor when he was eighteen, and he was like, "Give me the Goldberg," and they were like what if we design something a little bit different so that like you don't have the exact same tattoo as Goldberg? And he was like, well, what do you mean? You know? And then they like, they like worked on something together and that's where, you know, his tattoo kind of similar, yeah. but not exactly the same. And he said that like, he's very thankful that that his tattoo artist convinced him to change it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that sounds about right. Mine's, uh, mine's not the exact same either, but, but it's close, you know, you know it has that would, vibe, would, you know? I just, uh, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you're going to get more to cover it up then? Probably. Um, you know, that's not a priority right now. I'm not worried about it. So I'll, I'll get around to it whenever I do. I'm not really uh, like super concerned with it, but, you know, I'm sure I'll get something just to, I don't know, something something to go with it. <laughs> we'll see just put it in the hands of like an artist that's what i've learned with tattoos you got to search instagram for a while you got to like find something yeah. like, oh that guy makes cool stuff wait for them because like i have one tattoo and like i waited for the person and like people still go like that's a good tattoo and i go oh thank you so i think yeah. that you got to make sure you do the research on instagram it's helpful for, yeah. the, for that kind of thing <laughs> Yeah, I'll get around to it one of these days. <laughs> did you ever like? Did you ever have any interactions with Goldberg in the WCW days? Like back, I know now you guys have you guys are friendly, but what about back then when he was like a wrestler? Um, I'm sure I did. I was just a kid though when when all that was going on, so I, I can't really remember. How but... old were you when WCW went under or got bought um, out? I want to say five. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. So that makes sense. Okay, yeah. yeah. I forget how much younger yeah. you are than me. <laughs> I had Nikita Lyons on the show, and, and she said she was born in 1999, and my head melted. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was a pup when those guys were doing it. So, Well, has he watched – you know, I know that, you know, you say that, you know, you, I know now you and Goldberg are friendly, right? Has yeah. he watched any of your stuff in NXT and offered you pointers to help you out with it? Yeah, he's uh, – I think he's watched quite a bit. And I saw him at WrestleMania, too. Um you know, during that weekend and, you know, we, we talked for a little while and it's, you know, um, you know, we, we talk quite a bit and we, it's like, you know, every couple of months or, you know, whatever, we'll make sure to touch base or he'll touch base with me just to see how things are going and stuff. You know, he's, he's been great. Yeah. He seems like, I mean, for, for the character that you're portraying, I mean, it's, it's very helpful to have someone like him who, it, there's there there are similarities in some way you know very intense former football player who you know is is brings the intensity every single second there in the ring i think it's good to have someone like goldberg that you can kind of like pick his brain a little bit yeah i mean we're very i think we have a lot of similarities you know like he obviously played longer in the league than i did but um i think we just both i had that same mentality in football too like i was a super intense football player and super intense wrestler like that's always been who I am like you know it's not like I watched him and, and you know got that from him or anything like that it's just been who I am like we're you know the Steiners are intense you know and like I was just always that way growing up in sports and stuff and then 
you know, just trans same thing, transitioned over to uh, sports entertainment. And, you know, it's like I said, it's just, this is me. This is, this is who I am. You know, at times it's a bit, uh, you know, a bit extreme or whatever, but I mean, this is me. I do see some similarities though. Like, you know, like even last night, you know, you're like, or not last night, excuse me, it's, it's spring break. And I believe it was where you, uh, you know, they showed you coming out from the locker room and stuff before it just had, it had the vibes, you know, and you got, you got the Goldberg vibe to some degree. I know you're a Steiner, <laughs> but you got the Goldberg vibe. I just, I, I feel it, you know, <laughs> bursting onto the scene, well, I mean, you know, bursting onto the scene, winning a title. Like you're, I feel, you know, it's there. I see it. Yeah. It's not a bad vibe to have. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, Goldberg's the man. So. Goldberg, yeah, dude. Oh, man. Growing up, a young Jewish kid loved Goldberg growing up. Like, Goldberg was the man, yeah. dude. Yeah, so I, I totally understand that. <laughs> uh, you know, you mentioned earlier you've been watching Triple H stuff, and you talked about how, you know, eventually you told your dad, I want to do the wrestling thing. Let's 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 make it happen. Can you get on board with this? Um, from that to you getting signed, like how long was it? And was it your dad who got in touch with Triple H? Like how did the process go? Um, I don't remember how long it took to be honest, but because um, if you, know, you were playing I, football during COVID, it couldn't have been that long. He, right. I I uh, it was a short. It was a short period. It took a couple months after I had finished playing football to kind of keep training and maybe get picked up, maybe not. Um, you know, and then I needed that competitive edge. I needed the, the competition in my life, you know, because it's like the first period of my life where I wasn't like playing games or, you know, preparing for something or, or whatever. So told him, I was like, you know, I'm ready to do this. Like, let's do it right now. I'm ready for this. And he's like, all right, you know, I'll put in a, I'll see what I can do for you. So, um, you know, he called Kevin Nash and then Kevin Nash put the word out to uh, Triple H, you know, that I was interested in coming down, maybe trying out if they'd have me. And, and um, you know, they did. I came down and tried out in November of 2020, I think it was. And then, uh, you know, we, we got signed. I got signed shortly after that. And then we were off and running. Uh, how helpful was was Triple H kind of like one of the main people that you were dealing with in the beginning when you first when you were first coming aboard? Um, I didn't really deal with him at all, like when, in, during like the the hiring process or, or what have you. Um, it was more like Canyon and you know some other some other people, you know, on on the WWE team, and um, yeah, I, I didn't really, I didn't really have any contact with him or anything until i was like here so how was he helpful once you were here because i feel like you know that you're you're oh. you know you say no. he's great oh i was like i was like i wasn't expecting that answer <laughs> no 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 no, no. He, he's he was he's great man i wish uh i wish we got to spend more time with him because you know when i when i first got to nxt you know he was you know he was down there um you know, every week with TV and, um, you know, he was just around the performance center, you know, all the time and on a weekly basis and stuff. And, you know, I just, back in those, like back then, I just didn't want to be in the way or like, you know, I just wanted to just be a, be a good soldier and, and, uh, and just kind of just stay out of the way, nothing like, you know, and, uh, so I didn't really get to, to like 
pick his brain a ton when he was down. And man, I just, I wish we, I wish, um, you know, he was, he was still, you know, hanging around us, you know, so I could just like talk to him or get some advice or just any kind of help or anything, you know, just be around him. Yeah, totally. Cause I feel like, you know, you, you, when you came in, you know, you're, he was very close to when he kind of started to not be there as much. So I feel like, um, you know, it's, it's actually interesting. You've kind of been the, you've actually been like the face of WWE switch to the 2.0 thing. Um, I feel like that had to have been intimidating to some degree, even though I know pressure doesn't necessarily get to you. It had to be intimidating considering you'd only had a, you, you hadn't really wrestled that much. Yeah. I mean, Honestly, I, I didn't like, you know, however people want to want to perceive, you know, that is up to them. I don't, you know, I just, I'm more focused on the work and I didn't really, I'm not like looking at myself, like I'm the leader of the charge or, you know, anything like that during that time. And I'm just focused on getting better on a daily basis and being a better performer and, you know, just, you know, being a championship caliber athlete for WWE and, um, you know, during that time, I just, I wasn't thinking about anything like that. Like I was, you know, top, top guy or, you know, anything. I just, um, just wanted to represent WWE to the highest standard possible and, and just be a good worker and, uh, just be a good guy. So, yeah, but I think it's just like, at least from my perspective as like a viewer, it felt like right from the get go, it was like, oh, this guy is the, the centerpiece of, of 2.0's like, men's division you know i feel like kind of like mandy when mandy came back and it was like oh she's clearly going to be the centerpiece of the, the the women's division here and it's i feel like you know considering you hadn't wrestled that much i think it's just it's it's interesting to me to hear that you weren't that intimidated by the whole thing i would be very intimidated no i mean i mean i don't know man i, I feel like I personally, I feel like the only way to learn is just be, you know, thrown out there and just, you know, see what you can do. And, you know, I, I was prepared. Like I said, I've been training at the performance center for, you know, at that time, maybe six months or so. I'm, I'm not really sure, but you know, like in those situations, you turn back on your training, man, you turn back to what, you know, what you've been taught. Um, you know, and that's all I did. I just turned back to my training and I, I was like, you know what, I've, I've, I've trained for this. Um, you know, as I've been in a match situation, you know, at the performance center before, this isn't like the first ever match I've ever had. Um, so like, you know, it is what it is. It's time to go. It's time to step up and see what you're made of. Yeah. I mean, you definitely had that happen with the war games match too. I mean, that was like a thrown into the fire situation for sure. If you like that kind of thing, because that's like a match that some people, you know, like full pros have to wrap, you know, very long time pros have to like wrap their head around. So um, I'm sure that was a, a unique experience for you. Yeah. I loved the uh, war games match and I thought it was, you know, I thought we, we tore it down in my opinion. I mean, it was so much fun that, that, you know, that, that type of match is so cool and there's a lot of moving parts and just a lot going on. And it was so much fun, man. I was like, it was brutal, man. We, <laughs> We beat the hell out of each other. Um, it was so cool to be a part of. You know, like I said, I had so much fun. Those matches are, are pretty cool. Did your uh, dad or uncle give you any advice going into that? Because they've been in War Games matches. 
Yeah, my dad was just told me don't don't do anything from the top of the cage. <laughs> <laughs> so that's about it. <laughs> that's great. It must have been cool for you to get to work with your dad too in this program with Joe Gacy. Yeah, um, it has been really cool, man. We, just, him and I, get to spend some time together, and um, you know, just him getting to to watch me and be a part of you know my career a little bit and. It's it's cool, man, because he gets to come, you know, down to the to the PC, and the majority of the coaches, if not all of them, have either worked with him or worked against him, or at some point in time in their career. So he's it's cool to see him catch up with everybody, and you know, just be a part of what's going on. So is he? You mentioned you you said the word retirement earlier, but is he technically retired from in ring action? Yeah. He's so not gonna. He's not doing a tag match with you one day. No, he won't. He won't do it. He uh, he just, he, you know, like he's just one of those people that, that, you know, in his prime, and you know, he was a he was a beast back in the day. He was like three hundred pounds and could like behind the neck press three sixty five for like sets of ten. And I mean, he was just nuts and. You know, he, he, he did 20 years. He gave 20 years to the business. And, uh, you know, he was at the top of the tag team division or the singles division during pretty much the entire time. So like, you know, I think he's just, uh, I think he's just at peace with, with his career and like with performing and everything. I just think he's, you know, I think he just thinks it's good. And he's happy did. with his body of work and wants it yeah, to be just, for what it is. Yeah, he just uh, he's just satisfied with what he was able to accomplish and just walk away and just transition to other stuff. And you know, like I said, he's he's made a big transition. He's he's been on the school board now for like coming up on twenty years. If he gets reelected this year, and um, you know, he's been doing real estate for a long time, and, and he's just uh, he's just busy outside of you know. Yeah, but like seeing his son as like a wrestling champion hasn't given him the itch like a little bit, like a little bit. No, man, he's he uh, he just he has no interest in, in doing it anymore. What about Scott? Would you? I mean, he still wrestles sometimes. Would you? Is it a goal of yours to maybe wrestle a tag match with him one day? Um, that would be fun. Um, you know, I I don't know. Never say never, I guess. But. Uh, <laughs> You know, I would love to to do to do something with him, but you know, I, I don't know. We'll just have to see. Was that your dad's actual singlet that you wore at spring break in, or was it just like a, a replica of one that he used to wear? Rep, it was a replica. Okay, I had it made. When had they made, said, when they said uh, it on commentary, I was like, man, that singlet held up this whole time that well. Damn. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a few of his singlets um, that are from that time, like this one. Right here that I, I wear, um, you know, on a weekly basis is uh, that's his. Oh, I didn't realize that's his. Yeah, it's his from the 90s. Um, there's a few others that I have that are his, um, you know, but I couldn't I couldn't find the one with the numbers and stuff on it. So I just, uh, you know, I just took, you know, found pictures of, of what it, what he looked like or what the singlet looked like back then. And just, you know, the exact same thing made and. You know, I loved him. That's like really, really cool. His singlets, those singlets singlet were always so cool that they used to wear. Yeah, they're just different, man. It's uh, just like, it's just a small, minor detail, just like, just trying to be different than everybody else. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. And I feel like 
yeah, people don't rock the singlet as much anymore. Back, you know, it's like not really as much a, of a thing. And I think singlets look cool. Yeah, I, I love them. Um, it's cool because, like, you know, I when I'm when I'm going for the spear, or, you know, when I'm when I'm firing up at a certain point of the match, I take the straps down and it like gets me in the zone where I'm about to like rip someone's head off. Um, I I enjoy wearing. Uh, were you just before I get to my last uh, set of questions here? I was wondering, you know, were you surprised at all when they didn't when they decided not to use your last name for your character? Uh, no, I mean that was my idea. So it was your to, idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, we were just I was just sitting around one day and like you know they they said hey you know maybe start thinking about you know some sort of name or just kind of start brainstorming and get this thought in your mind. And, um, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I was known in football for like my blocking ability on offense. So I used to just like try to bury people freaking through the floor. And, you know, I was just a mean, just nasty player. And I was like, well, I mean, when I was blocking in football, I used to try to break people in half. Like that was like my goal to like fold people and I was like, well, what about like the breaker or something like that? And, you know, I just, that was it. That's great. No, I've, I, that's so crazy. Cause I remember there was like a time where people thought that you were maybe going to be a Rex Steiner. I think it was, or something like that. And, uh, and then right before you came out, then it changed to, to Braun breaker. Um, and I've, I've been wondering the whole time, like what that process was like, just because I'm not there. Who knows? You know, people think that it's like, a lot deeper of a thing than it is sometimes. So it's interesting to hear that yeah. it was just like you being like, well, I break people. It's a good idea, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, there's nothing to it. It's just, you know, that was, that was me just thinking and brainstorming. So, Well, it's a badass name, so I, I like it. Well, let's, <laughs> let's get to the final topic here. Uh, I like to end every show with a segment that I call, there it is, The Finishing Move. There we go. Uh, who's your favorite superstar so far to hit the military press power slam on? Probably Dolph Ziggler. Any particular reason because of the way he makes it look? <laughs> um, Dolph Ziggler is just like one of the all-time greats, man. Um, he's such a great performer. He's elite, top of the food chain, like, you know, the best that there is you know, that we, that we have to offer. And he's just so, so good at, at his work. And um, he taught me so much just like in the short time that we had together and so much about the business and just like, you know, just about the just work and psychology and why we're doing this, why, you know, it's just like, he was just, uh, he was such a, it was such an honor for me to, to be able to work with him, you know, and, um, just can't be thankful enough to have had that opportunity to get to know him and, and Bobby Roode as well. And I just, I think he's great, man. It's really cool to see that, you know, main roster talent is coming to NXT more often now to work with you guys like Dolph and Bobby and, uh, you know, Natalia and AJ Styles. Like, I really like seeing that. Uh, I feel like it's got to be very helpful for all of you guys. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, it's, I mean, Tommaso helped me as well. I mean, he's, you know, we joke around sometimes. He's like my 
in my wrestling dance or something but you know because i just i did when i first started i did like everything with him like everything for such a long time was with tomaso so like you know we 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 joke a little bit with that you know but just uh it's unbelievable the amount that i learned from you know those three guys and and many others as well but just getting to work with them and getting to pick their brains and you know them teaching me things and and just um just an unbelievable experience you know well since you did so good at naming yourself have you thought about giving a name to your finishing move are you just going to stick with the military press power slam um i have given some thought to it um you know i had a couple ideas but i i just don't know like um like where we stand on that i guess um you know i'm not sure but I had a couple, couple ideas, couple Can you, things. Are you, do you, are you not willing to share one of them to see if it catches on? Um, breaking point was one. Um, you know, that's kind of the one I was like, kind of decided on. I really liked that, that, uh, that name. But you know, I'm sure, I'll, I'm sure I'll sit down with the team one of these days and and uh, figure that out. I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Breaking point's a pretty good name for that move. I actually like that. Like. It fits the if it's your name, it fits the thing. It sounds cool. I'm into that. I, I'm into that one. I'm into that one. Uh, what, lastly, what's the most memorable time that you've hit your finishing move on someone up to this point? I mean, man, I don't know. Um, there's a couple, man. Like you know, when I when I beat Dolph on Raw to win the NXT championship back. That was, um, was a really, really cool moment. Um, just in my life, you know, just, it's like a dream moment for like every, every kid who aspires to be a sports entertainer growing up is to, you know, win a WWE championship one day and be on Monday night raw or be on SmackDown, you know, that's like a, it's every kid's dream. And I got to fulfill that dream, you know, in, in a way. And it, it was just, unbelievable and you know obviously i think winning my winning the nxt championship for the first time using the uh recliner was a really cool moment too because my dad was front row for that as well and it was like the first time he'd ever seen me work too so i got some good criticism after that (laughs) (laughs) based on everything that you've explained of your dad and him having the sauna and the wrestling uh center downstairs in your house that does not surprise me at all (laughs) (laughs) No, no, he, uh, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's always, uh, super helpful and, and, you know, he, he tries to be positive and stuff as much as we can. And he just gives me a lot of tips and a lot of things that, you know, some advice, maybe he would do it this way, or maybe I should do it that way or, you know, whatever the case is, man, he's been super helpful for me. And just like, I always, I can call him up and him or Scott, either one of them. And just like when my mind's, you know, thinking and I'm thinking of ideas and I get, you know, whatever thoughts about you know, spots or whatever I can be doing, I'd run it by them or see what they think about it. And they always give me great, honest feedback. So, and they're just, they're awesome. Well, I appreciate you giving me the time today. This was, this was super fun, picking your brain, learning more about you. I think that, you know, you've been on TV for a little bit now, but now we've gotten to learn more about the person behind the character. So I really enjoyed our conversation. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Like, I love your show, man. It's, it's great. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Well, you have a great day, and we'll uh, hopefully we'll talk soon. Yes, sir. 
Thank you. Thank you. Peace. That was my conversation with NXT champion Braun Breaker. Ah, oh, an outdoorsman. I like it. You'll, uh, I'm not used to that. I'm more of a social media man myself, so it was interesting to hear what it's like when you're someone who is the opposite of that. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I think it was cool hearing about his upbringing, how he came into NXT, and how his mindset is in going into the wrestling ring. So really, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Let's get some of these technical things out of the way now. Make sure you go subscribe to Add a Character on whatever podcast platform that you listen on. If you're on YouTube watching the show right now, pick up your phone. I know you have it. It's right next to you. You're probably texting on it right now. So pick up the phone, go to whatever podcast platform you use, type in Add a Character with Ryan Satin, and go subscribe to this show. If you like the show, if you've been listening for a while and this is your first time subscribing there, leave a rating, leave a review. It helps a lot. It lets other people know that you enjoy this show and it makes me happy. So please continue to do that. I appreciate all of you who have done so. Also, make sure that you subscribe to the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. That's where you can find the video of this show every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific time. That's when it premieres on the WWE on Fox YouTube channel. The link usually goes up early in the morning so you can even click that little bell so you get a notification when the show goes live also make sure that you're following wwe on fox on social media facebook twitter instagram even tiktok even though there's no videos there yet uh go follow it uh it's at wwe on fox and if you're on tiktok you can follow me there too i'm still trying to grow my fan base there but i'm putting a lot of videos from this show on there so go follow ryan satin as well okay that's it i'm done officially tapping out for now until next time I'm Ryan Satin, and this is Out of Character.